So our scripture lesson today is from Proverbs, uh, chapter 3, verses 5 through 8. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Thank you, Tom. Let's pray together. Father, we hold our Bibles open almost with trembling hands, knowing that this is your word. And it has the potential to bring to us your, your power into our lives, to not just inform us of what we ought to be, but transform us. And I hope that you will do that for me and for all of us. Transform us into a people that genuinely, really trust in you with all our hearts. Let us be a church of faith. And please help us now in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for praying with me. Um, if while I'm preaching up here at any point, you see a tomato fly through the air and splat on my face, Norma Wilburn did it. <laughs> I was back there speaking to someone right before I was coming up to begin the service, and Norma comes in with just a huge armload of tomatoes. And I don't think there's ever been anything more disconcerting to me than that. Right before the service began, why would she have an armful of tomatoes in church service? What's her plans with these tomatoes in the church service? I expect somebody loyal to me here will jump in front of the tomato before it hits me. This passage that Tom read it was the theme, uh, or the first two verses of this passage anyway, were the theme verses for the week of camp. So I'm sure all my camp people, when they heard it read, were thinking, oh man, this again? I guess Matt didn't feel like preparing a new sermon because I, I spoke on these verses every evening at camp. Um, but as I was praying about this service, I felt like that, that would be good for us to think about these verses this Sunday. This is nothing new, probably to any of us in here, the, this reminder that we need to trust in the Lord. I doubt that's new, but it's necessary. We need this reminder over and over and over again because our faith is always drifting away from the Lord. We're always drifting toward faith in ourselves rather than the Lord. So it's not new, but it is necessary. We have among us people who are uh, in all kinds of different life situations. We have uh, people who are dealing with the increasing complications of aging. We have people who are beginning to, to uh, have to take care of their aging parents, which requires all kinds of wisdom, all kinds of discernment, all kinds of energy. We have people whose children are entering new phases of life, which is changing the dynamic of parenting. We have people who are graduating from high school. We have people who are preparing to get married. Um, we have all kinds of different things going on in which we need to remember that we can trust in the Lord with all our heart and lean not on our own understanding. So this is just a, a reminder from God to us, and I hope that it's encouraging to you. We'll start with verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, 
and do not lean on your own understanding. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. So I have an embarrassing confession. I don't think I've ever told you this before, but maybe I have because I can't remember things very well. I did not learn how to ride a bicycle until the eighth grade. Y'all aren't as shocked about that as I thought you would be. Maybe some of you still don't know how to ride a bicycle. Uh, In my little subculture out near New Salem, that was really strange. Uh, Children were kind of free range back then, and they would ride their bikes all the time, except for me. Um, One reason for that is a kind of semi-traumatic incident when my mom was trying to teach me how to ride my bicycle. We have a steep hill in front of our house. In my memory, um, she just sort of let me go down this steep hill, and I ended up hitting a tree really hard. And from that moment on, I decided God gave me legs and feet, not wheels, for a reason. And so I tried to justify my not knowing how to ride a bike, even into middle school, by saying, I don't need a bike. Feet are better. Um, But by eighth grade, it just became too embarrassing, and I had to learn how to ride a bike. And learning how to ride a bike, when you're a little older, you kind of think about it maybe a little bit more logically than a little kid does. When I taught my children how to ride a bike, when Meredith and I did, they basically just took off kind of fearlessly. Uh, we were more scared about it than they were. But when you're older, you, you feel how unlikely it is that the physics of riding this bike is going to work. And so your temptation is to not let your foot off the ground. I certainly wasn't going to use uh, training wheels in the eighth grade. So your temptation was to lean on your own foot. But you find out quickly you cannot ride a bike and lean on your own foot at the same time. You either have to trust in your own foot and lean on your own foot, or you have to transfer all your trust onto that bicycle and the physics of bicycling. You have to put all your weight on it if you're ever going to move forward. And that's basically how faith in God works. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. The implication is that you can't do both at the same time. You can't trust in the Lord with all your heart while also leaning on your own understanding. The two work against each other. So the charge for us here, and again, this isn't anything new, but it's an important reminder, is to trust in the Lord more than we trust in ourselves. And we need to let that settle in a little bit because that is a major request for me as your pastor to make of you. Trust in the Lord more than you trust in yourself. More than your own understanding, trust in the Lord and what he has said. Now, as scary as it is for the first couple times to pick that foot up and put all your weight on that bicycle and move forward, it's that much more scary to completely forsake your own understanding in order to put it all your faith, all your trust in the Lord. But that's what Christian faith looks like. Now, why would we do this? We're rational people. We're intelligent people. We understand some things. Why would we forsake our understanding in order to trust fully in the Lord? Well, there's many reasons I can give for this. I'm just going to give you one that I think is most pertinent to us now. And it's very simple. It's just the fact that the Lord knows a lot more than we do. The Lord knows a lot more than I know. The Lord knows a lot more than you know. Think about what you know. 
Are there things that you know now that you didn't know 24 hours ago? If you think about it for a minute, is there anything that you know now that you didn't know 24 hours ago? I bet you didn't know that I didn't learn how to ride a bike until the eighth grade 24 hours ago. Your knowledge has limits. That's why we're always learning. God has never learned anything because he has always known everything. He has never been surprised by anything. There are no blind corners in God's field of vision. He sees it all. He knows it all. And our knowledge is inherently limited. Are there, is there anything that you know now that you didn't know a week ago? Is there anything that you know now that you didn't know a month ago? What are some of the things that you know now that you didn't know a year ago? Five years ago? Ten years ago? You look back on your younger self and you think, man, if I knew then what I know now, I would have done these things differently. But you didn't know then what you know now. And so you certainly didn't know then what God knows. You're not even smarter than your future self. So you're certainly not smarter than God. Think about how much more you'll know 24 hours from now, a week from now, a month from now, 10 years from now. Our knowledge is so limited. We just don't know much when compared to God's perfect knowledge. So we have this God that knows it all. He is the one who created us. And we know that he loves us and wants good for us. We know that's true because he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die for us. So we've got every reason to trust him in terms of his motives. And we have every reason to trust him in terms of his knowledge. And we have every reason to trust him in terms of his power. And we have every reason to distrust ourselves in terms of our motives, because we're all messed up with sin, in terms of our knowledge, because we're so limited, in terms of our power, because we're so limited. So when we do think about it logically, it makes perfect sense that we would trust in the Lord more than we trust in ourselves. But often in practice, as we live our lives, we don't live that way. We lean on our own understanding. We trust in ourselves with all our hearts. And we don't lean on the Lord. And that's a foolish way to live, especially as Christians, because we get to know God and we get to lean on him rather than ourselves. Think about... I was thinking about biblical examples of this. And the first one that always comes to mind when I think about these things is Joseph. Remember Joseph's story in Genesis? His brothers betray him. He's sold into slavery. He eventually ends up in prison in Egypt. And, and this goes on for decades. And in the midst of that, he could not possibly have known what God was working out in his life. What God was up to in the nation of Israel through what he was doing in Joseph's life. Decades of mistreatment, unfairness. Now we know in hindsight that God was moving pieces around in human history in order to bring his people into Egypt. But even there, the people were enslaved for hundreds of years and they could not have understood what the Lord had in mind. And we see, looking back in hindsight, what he did through the Exodus to show how awesome he is and to bring about his plan for the nations. I think about Job in the book of Job, Job was a righteous man and he had it all. And in a day, lost everything. His family, his possessions, his health. 
And he could not have known that God was allowing that to happen on purpose so that his testimony could be recorded in Holy Scripture and could reveal God's glory to God's people for generations and centuries to come. There's just so much we don't know. And so as you think about your own life, are you trusting in the Lord with all your heart? Or are you leaning on your own understanding? Verse 6 continues the thought, In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. There's a play on words here in the original language that doesn't quite come across with the words ways and paths. The word ways has to do with just the way you're going about things. So if you think about it as a path in the woods, your ways are your stride, the way you're walking, the way you navigate around roots that are sticking up out of the ground, the way you go when there's a fork in the road. Those are your ways. Your paths are the full span of the journey, the direction it takes and the destination you end up on. What God is saying is, Don't worry so much about your whole path of your life. Acknowledge him, remember him in your ways, the way that you live, the way you relate to your family, the way you relate to your church family, the way you do your work, the way you use your money, the way you use your time. If you'll acknowledge him in your ways, he will make straight your paths. Now, I wanted to bring a little taste of camp to you this morning, so I brought the visual aid that we used at camp for this, and I hope that it works somewhat. It helps me to understand this, and so I've got some camp volunteers, Noah and Lucky and Elias. If you guys would come up here and help me. I don't use visual aids very much in church, so it makes me nervous. Okay, somehow you've got to hold this just like it is without any of it coming undone. No, once you get here. There. It's got to be like that. Okay, don't move a muscle yet. Do move this way so everybody can see. I knew this was going to be precarious. Okay. So, this is a map. Okay? I know it's not the perfect map, but pretend that this is a map. And pretend that this map represents your life. Elias, can you step around this way so everybody can see? All right, something like that. Okay, your perspective of your life is somewhat like this folded up, messy map. And you can just see what you see, and you can just know what you know just based on this. And so as you try to navigate from point A to point B, you would likely think that this is the most logical path to get there. Because that's just, it's all you can see. So as you think about how you're going to live and the way you're going to go about things, the decisions you're going to make, you'll likely follow this path. But what if God says, no, I want you to follow this path? In your perception, it looks like this path isn't getting you anywhere. It looks like it's just going to lead to a dead end. You know, you think perhaps in your flesh that the way to live your life is a way of selfishness and self-protection, yet God says, no, the way is to let go of yourself. It's the way of selflessness. You may think that it's the way of, of hoarding your money so that you can stay safe. And God says, no, give it all away. So the promise of our passage is that we, if we will acknowledge him in our ways, if we will go the way he tells us, even if it seems to be a dead end leading nowhere, 
He will make straight our paths. Now let's see if this is going to work. Let's try to unfurl this, this map. So far, so good. Because he sees the fully unfurled plan. He sees the fully unfurled map. He sees behind all the blind corners that we cannot see. And we cannot expect to have perfect knowledge of everything like he has. So, wise Christians, we need to trust in the Lord with all our hearts and lean not on our own understanding. We need to acknowledge him in all our ways, and he will make straight our paths. Now, y'all just stay here for just a second because they like looking at you. They're used to just looking at me. Now, we take these four verses together, and we see a portrait of two different ways to live. See if you can discern the two different ways to live as we read the four verses together again. Beginning at verse 5, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. One way to live is to lean on your own understanding, to consider yourself wise in your own eyes. And the implication is that that leads to crooked paths and even unwellness physically. The other way to live, the way we're going to live in Christ, is to trust in the Lord with all our hearts, to acknowledge him in all our ways, to fear him and turn away from evil. And the principle says that he will make our path straight and it will be even physically better for us. It will be healing to our flesh. Can you feel the stress just leaving even your body, your tensed up shoulders, as you let your foot off the ground and stop relying on your own understanding so much and start trusting in the Lord? May we live that way as a church. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for your word. I trust that it is your means of bringing about your will in our lives. Thank you for bringing us back into relationship with you through Christ so that we could live in the protection of following your ways. Each person here, I pray that you would help them to trust in you with all their heart and not to lean on their own understanding. In Jesus' name, amen.